Welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like, and like you always do, get involved in the comment section down below. So the game is getting a little bit closer. I'm starting to get really excited for the game now as well. All of you that enjoyed our match preview with me and Justin, thank you very much. It went down very well. Uh, but here is our predicted lineup. So what we're going to do on this episode... We're going to take an in-depth look at Spurs, what we've got to look out for in this game. We'll talk about their style of play and then we'll turn our attention to Aston Villa and the lineup that we predict to take on Spurs on Sunday. So hopefully we can all agree on it and you can do your teams at home on our website and you can also share your thoughts in the comment section down below. Ryan, you weren't on the match preview, so I'll get your thoughts now. How are you feeling ahead of Aston Villa, Emery taking on Ange? It has got that feel that it could be manager versus manager, doesn't it? It's uh, it's going to be a good tactical battle. And there's a lot to like about Spurs. I've, I've enjoyed them. The, the gushing and drawling of the media has slightly put me off. It's a bit, a bit cringy, a bit too <laughs> early. But um, it's been a great start. It has been a great start. I mean, look, they finished eighth last season. They lost Harry Kane. And they went the first 10 games unbeaten. So what is not to like? Um, tactically, between Villa and Tottenham, I see quite a bit of similarities. Um, not like shape or positional-wise, more so like disruption, disrupting opposition shapes, manipulating teams, forcing teams to, to in Tottenham's case, to play narrow. And then they're trying to pop off on the wings and in the half spaces. Similarities like that, how to draw you in and make you attack without you even realising it. And, and that's where I draw parallels with, with Emery. Um, they've also recruited well. And, and like Villa, uh, Postacoglu is playing players in a system and players that suit a system and he's recruiting players that suits his system. So, again, very much similar to what, what Emery's doing. Um, and they've caught a few teams out, haven't they, Tottenham, to go, to go the first 10 games unbeaten. There, there was a bit of an unknown, but Emery's now got 12 games in the bag to analyse them. He's <laughs> had what? He's had 14-day international break. So <laughs> we seen him We seen him uh, yesterday, didn't we, the training pictures of him on his clipboard. And like my little nickname for him is like the architect. That's what I look, because, you know, designing, planning. But I'm, I'm, th I'm thinking of changing it, you know. I think I might start calling him Chef Unai because, you, you know, <laughs> he's looking at that clipboard and he's just cooking something up, isn't he? So, um, so for us, I think I want, I want to see us rock up there with like an air of ruthlessness. Mm. I want to see us assert mm -hmm. ourselves. I don't want to see us buying into Tottenham's uh, game, um, game plan. I don't want to see us engaging too much and, and getting suckered in. I, I want to maybe just chill and, and let the game settle and then us try and dictate. Um, I think it's this game suits us more than than our last away game at Forest. I think this one's better for us. I think it'd be more open. Um, and I think we can we can exploit them. I, I think we can exploit their weaknesses and Tottenham's recent lack of discipline and, and they're coupled with their injuries. I think that's advantage Aston Villa. And then you've got the incentive then to be in the top four come the final whistle. So all to play for, big, massive game. This is what we're here for and I can't wait. 
Yeah, and you make you make a great point, really, about how I imagine Unai looks at things and 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 how we sort of get the best out of of Unai Emery. And it, we all know in football that it's very very difficult to play against a team that sits with a mid to a low block. They sit with that low block. They defend for their like their lives depend on it. There can be heroic tackles. There could be heroic clearances. There's amazing blocks, and Emery can't do anything about that because that's how an opposition team is just throwing their bodies on the line. Yes, we can look to try and manipulate the way we play or do certain things, but sometimes you just cannot get through. And I think every team sees that. But where we see the best out of Unai is when that team that we're up against has a style of play and a way they want to play. How can we pick apart what they're trying to do? And what my general point is, if a team's just sitting there defending, what's the plan? It's just to defend, isn't it? Whereas Spurs, your likes of Arsenal, City, you know, those type of teams, Liverpool... They will have their style and it's how we can pick that apart. And I think what you're saying is absolutely spot on. Justin, as the game edges a bit closer, um, are you getting more excited? Yeah, I am. I, I can't wait. Um, I said the other day, it's the first visit to the new Spurs Stadium. So that's filling me with excitement seeing that. But I, I, I'm just excited to see how this game plays out really because I mean we spoke about it on the, the match preview and we're going to go into a bit more detail tonight but every single angle you look at this game it's just got you know it's just exciting isn't it you know the matchups on on the pitch the fact they're going into it a little bit undercooked with a few players missing gives us that little bit of hope and you know the way Emery prepares for these games you know those meetings I know we've said it before we would love to sit in them meetings just I'd just <laughs> love to sit be a fly on the wall and listen to him because <clears throat> there's no stone unturned is that he, he literally covers every single blade of grass on the pitch where he wants people to be and I think it almost the players come out of their meetings just think we can't lose this game we just can't lose it because he's highlighted all of the weaknesses for the opposition all we've got to do is, is carry out that plan and we'll win the game and and that's that's the genius of Unai Emery isn't it giving the players so much belief and confidence in that 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 whatever they're told to go and do that, that it's going to give us a result and more often than not this season that's how it's played out so Saturday, uh, Sunday's going to be really, really interesting. Another really fascinating game to watch. Um, I'm glad I'm going to be seeing it live because I think it does give you a slight different, you know, way of bigger vision of the pitch, doesn't it? And the way people are playing and, you know, all the things we're going to talk about tonight, I'll be watching with, you know, real interest to see how they all play out on the day. Right. Let's get stuck into it then. And let's have a look at Spurs' style of play. Now, there's one caveat to note here, and it is whatever they were doing good before, it's going to look slightly different here because there are massive injuries and suspensions to this team, which is sort of going to hinder them somewhat in the way in which they go about playing. So, Last season, they were a 3-4-2-1. Their width was coming through the wing-backs, the full-backs. But what was happening last season was those full-backs were getting pinned back quite a lot. And they, they were meant to be offering the width. And they couldn't offer the width 
Teams were getting a lot of possession against Spurs, which meant that their system broke down quite a lot. So this season, Pascal Cogler has changed their shape to a 4-2-3-1. And they've got a double pivot. They did have a double pivot of Saar and Basuma. Basuma has been absolutely instrumental to Spurs, not only in a double pivot, but breaking through and you know, stepping out and being quite aggressive. But where last season the width came from the fullbacks, the width now is coming from the wingers. So, in essence, they've got wingers such as Johnson, uh, Kulaveski, Richarlison's played there as well, and they are leading the line with Huming Son. So, their system, when they are in possession, is shifting to inverted fullbacks. We've seen inverted fullbacks with Man City, where if there's just one in a single pivot, you will see this player go into there and potentially make up a double pivot. But that's not what Spurs are all about. Spurs are completely changing the way we look at players being inverted. Pedro Porro is going into central midfield. Adoji is going into central midfield. Spurs build up play is a 2-2-3-3. What they want you to do is to be enticed into that area, press Eric Dyer and press uh, Ben Davis. It would have been Van der Ven, it would be Romero, but now we're, they're having to set up with Dyer and Davis. And they're all about getting these balls into these areas and boom, hitting it into those areas. That's what Spurs want you to do. They want you to be sucked in to those four players, Saar, Bentancourt, I've put Bentancourt in because I think he's going to come in for Basuma, Dyer and Davis, and then boom, they want their space, they want you to be suckered in to that area there so that space is in this overload here. They're all about creating overloads from that central area. The central area is very narrow, very congested, but the space comes with Johnson It'll come from Kudaveski and it'll come from Adoji and, and those areas as well. So they're all about creating um, overloads in, in that sort of wide and central areas through there. Also, their press. So with op opponent teams pressing Spurs, what Liverpool did is they used their Gagan press. They really pressed them in numbers and sort of went for more of a more of a man for man feel. So the man for man feel would look something similar to this. So you'd have Tielemans. I'm using Villa as an example here. But then what they would do is when they were heavily heavily pressed, you can have players like Madison or Hoiberg come into into that area as well. Saar can move into that area as well, and that's what we saw when they played Liverpool. So if it went for a two man press, then what we saw in that game was Saar moved over to that right-hand side and it was Madison that dropped into that double pivot. With Madison dropping into that double pivot, he's then able to spray balls into those areas as well. So depending on how teams press, they can alternate their shape and they can alternate that double pivot as well. By having the fullbacks that are inverting for Tottenham Hotspur as well, it's enabling them to have their space of where they really want to hurt teams is in these areas here. That area there and that area there, that's where they want 
to do the damage. So if they have bypassed a press, so if they have bypassed Aston Villa's press, so we've pressed and we've lost there on the ball, we've, we've not really been able to engage too much, then this is the ball that they are going to want to look for. They're going to want to look for this ball going into this area here. So where Johnson and Adoji are, that's where they're looking to get players that can pick up the ball there, that can get players into balls into Johnson. Johnson can go against fullbacks and get the ball into Son as well. With Madison, we was also seeing a little bit of rotation as well. So they were rotating between Madison and Son, and that was something that was being put, picked up on as well. The building out from the back as well with Dyer and Vicario. Vicario's played really well this season as well. So I think it's all about how Aston Villa deal with this central area because for me, this area on Sunday is the area that if we can cope with this and get the upper hand and have a tactical plan for this area and stop the ball going into these players in transition then Aston Villa are going to get a lot of joy. So that's my take on Spurs. Ryan, I know you um, have been chatting to us in the chat as well. You know quite a lot about Spurs as well. So do you want to add anything that I've said or anything that I've missed out on? No, I think the the point where you highlighted the game could be won or lost. I fully, fully agree with you there. Um, I like Tottenham's system, um, but I do think it can be got at. And I think um, it's early doors for their evolution, isn't it? Uh, they've got a good base of 11 players, 11, 12 players in that in that squad. Now, when they're building out the back there, um, they normally got Van der Ven and Carlos Romero, uh, Christian uh, Romero. But Eric Dyer and Davis, not filling you with great confidence. Basuma, like you said, he's been um, he's been the Brighton Basuma, the one that went for all the money, the one that was everyone was after. He's finally arrived, and his calmness on the ball, his bravery on the ball in them positions. You know, we see Kamara and Louise in in them positions under pressure every week, dealing with it. Now you're asking somebody else to come in and do that big job. So that trio there from the build is severely weakened and hampered, I think. And, and like you say, if we can get that and get in control of them, then um, I think that will be where the game is won. I think it's a key midfield battle. I think we've got to regain possession quickly, not, not let them... They are possession-based and, and they do want to be in control of that football. So we've got to disrupt that. Um, and like you say, we've got to be mindful of those two inverted fullbacks. It's a completely different inverted fullback from what we've seen before. Like we've seen Pep do it. But his inverted fullback sort of move up into like a double pivot, don't they? Where these will go past your double pivot and they're joining for a five-man attack. So they are dangerous on the counter. But when you're throwing that many bodies forward, then there's opportunities, isn't there? And, and for us, we can mix our styles up. You know, we're, we're not committed to one sort of style. We're not committed to being possession-based. We're, we're happy to, to mix it up. We're happy to go 30% possession for a game and hit you on the counter and, and win that football match. So we're all about winning games and whatever style we do it or however we go about it, it there's a plan in there for it. So um, it's it, like, like Justin says, it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating watch all over. You're going to see different little battles and 
The only thing that I, I might think with, with, with those weaknesses that we've picked up on and, and their personalities, do they do they mix it up a bit? Do they go, well, you know what, Villa are coming to town. They're going to be honest. They're going to be this. Does he stick to his philosophy or does he mix it up a bit? So that remains to be seen. Justin said that yesterday on the match preview. Does he Great sort mind. of change it Great up mind. a little bit? Um, so, right. So let's... Have a look you, what... You, you've just called me out for not catching up on the match preview, yeah? Look, just before you go on to that, I, I will say that, uh, that the way they play, it's a high-risk, high-reward way of playing, isn't it? Yeah. Because because they are over-committing their full-backs, because they are leaving the back two almost isolated, it's such a risky strategy. And against lesser mm. teams, it's worked really, really well. I know they've had a couple of nightmare weird games and they've had a couple of players sent off. The Liverpool game was a very strange game, wasn't it? And the Chelsea game was as well. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And I, I've just wrote down here while you was talking, the first 20 minutes, echoing what Ryan said and what I said last night, um, we're going to know within 20 minutes if they are going to persevere with this system or whether they are going to tweak it because of who we are. And I think we do. We should now really go anywhere and we should be very, very highly respected because, you know, we are a big threat to anyone. So that first 20 minutes, I'm going to be, have my eyes peeled onto the two fullbacks just to see just how brave he is. And, and as we picked up on the other day, uh, when they did go down to nine and you picked up on, you know, the how they were over committing with, with nine men, maybe he will, maybe he will stick to his guns and uh, and go for it. The, the one yeah. key component also in that tactical setup is James Madison. That's a, he plays oh, a yes, massive, massive that, yeah. role. He plays a massive role in that huge in miss. That shape. Huge miss. Yeah, he, he's that link, isn't he? Like you say, they haven't got another player. I'm saying like that. No, no, and he offers not that, a lot he, for he, he offers that goal for it. His his goal contributions are very very high already this season. So that's another. Um, he's almost been weakening. like. Like the glue that stuck them together this season, hasn't he? You know, the Kane left, and they're just basically. Son was almost picking up that role last season, wasn't he? Sitting off in the ten, or even Kane was, wasn't he? As he likes to drop deep, and then Son was just dropping onto the front to to play the front role, and yeah, that was yeah. interchanging. But now that Madison's arrived, he's just sat off, and uh, and Son's been able to really have a go up top. But yeah, yeah, really good. Great presentation, Luke. I thought I was watching Monday Night Football with Carragher and Neville for a, for. A, <laughs> Oh, it was better than that, mate. Come on. Oh, Cheers, right. better, yeah. we're talking about better. we're Cheers. talking about a team not in the top six. You know what I mean? Or, <laughs> just why them lines? Just why them lines were just pinging on the screen? I was thinking, this is, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and watch this all night. <laughs> right. So let's have a look at the Villa lineup, and we're going to predict what we think the Villa lineup is going to be, uh, and then we'll probably go back and have a look at certain players up against. Uh, certain players in that Spurs lineup, and we get a bigger sort of bigger sort of picture. Uh, so yeah, it's down to us three to decide this lineup. Then last time, I think we all tried to have a go. We couldn't agree on it, um, <laughs> and that was for Forest, I think. So um, I'm going to let Ryan pick the back four. I think it's obvious Martinez plays. Uh, so Ryan, you go back four. Then Justin, you can go midfield. So. Um, I think this will be quite telling as well. Uh, so, Ryan, what are you going with? Well, after our discussions for the Nottingham Forest, you, you know I was edging towards that sort of back three. Um, but 
I'm going to stick with what Emery's been doing this season and mm-hmm. keep with the same back four as we had in the last game. Um, so it will be Luca Dean left back. Um, out Horez, Ezri Konza, and Matty Cash. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much what I would go with as well. I, I think that's going to be. Um, I kind of like Cash up against Johnson and Adoji as well. I think he's kind of got the pace, and and I think he could potentially deal with with both of those as well. So I, I think I would 100% agree with that back four. So yeah. Justin, plus, plus what the you're going with... As well. They can get in behind, can't they? So yeah, it's already, you know, them players are, are already thinking, oh God, I can't push too far on because these two will get in behind, especially on that right-hand side, whoever plays in that wing position as well. You know, you've got a double up pairing sort of situation there. Mm-hmm. So I think with them two getting forward, then yeah, causes problems and creates nervousness. It does indeed. Justin, what's your midfield going to be then? Uh, yeah, I also think on the left back, I think with this is with the game that Moreno will see his comeback uh, this this weekend as well. I think he'll come off the bench and play mm-hmm. a good role. Um, yes, uh, pretty straightforward. I think really, I think the the two double pivots pick themselves, don't they? Um, Kamara and Louise. I think that's um, a give me, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's a and well then oiled machine, mate. Absolutely. It is. It is. I mean that you know. I, I like we rotating the cup games, gives them rest, doesn't it? But Premier League is the bread and butter, and, and these two are arguably two of the best in the league, really, at the moment, isn't they? Yeah. And I think I also think the two in front of them pick themselves as well. I think um, McGinn obviously plays. Captain has had a fantastic season up to now, and he's re- relishing that role a little bit further forward. And 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 the way that um, Tielemans has, has slotted in. Another one that uh, is just such a, a versatile player to have, isn't he? And I know he's, I wouldn't say struggled early in the season. He just didn't get much game time, did he? Because of the form of other players. But now he's he's been given that that start. And I think he's relishing it. And and I think he he, he picks himself at the moment. You know, nothing against Zaniola or, or Bailey or anybody else that can pick that play in that role. But I think Tielemans just is he's such a good footballer. And we're starting now to see the best of him, aren't we? His passing range. His ability on the ball, he's the way he makes space for himself. He can sit in if if Louise or Kamara goes past him exactly the same as Miggin can. You know, it's such a, a, a like I'll say it again, versatile four really, not just one. All four of them can interchange, can't they? The only one really that probably sits more than the others is Kamara, but you know, you know, he sits into that back four to allow the fullbacks to get forward, but. It's it's a really really good midfield, isn't it? You know, Tielemans, mm-hmm. McGinn, Louise, Kamara. Four or five years ago, if you'd have said that was our midfield, you'd say, "Wow, we're doing all right there, aren't we?" So, I, it just looks. You know, when you look at a team on paper like that, yeah. there, you just think that's a really <laughs> good midfield. That yeah. is. there just isn't a weakness, is there? You know, if they're all Not really. if they're all seven or above. On Sunday, we, we we win the game, I think. And, and they're generally every week a seven or eight minimum, isn't they, all of them? So, yeah, it's it's a joy to behold. Especially if they want to play narrow. If they want to suck us into that hole, into that into that centre centre midfield. The flexibility you, thing, isn't it? Yeah. Look, at what, look at what you've got there. McGinn's tenacious. Yeah. Tillemans, like, his pressing was brilliant the other day. Really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, showed good good turn of pace as well. So, 
there's a there's a there'll be a hell of a lot of pressure on Tottenham if they want to go down that route because these boys will be on them on them. Do you, do you know? Do you know what the, the word is for me? The key word for our midfield: the intelligence factor of them all. Mm-hmm. They've got yeah. high football intelligence. Their footballing IQ is such a high level. So, to, for a man, there must be a manager's dream, and a manager like Emery who, who 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 relies on that on the fine details to 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 get into them, for them to be able to to take it all in. It, it, you know, it's just I love it. It's very fantastic. Cool, very cool, yeah. well. <laughs> we're, we're very lucky, aren't we? We're very, very lucky. I think we've we've literally picked that team and all agreed on it quite quite easy. So I don't know why that last I don't know why that last one we had a, we had an absolute mare with when we when we couldn't um, we couldn't pick it. But um, right, so let's just go back to this then. Let's have a look on this uh, tactical pad of the actual. Uh, team then but one thing that you've just said Justin did you use the word intelligent was that the word that you yes. used yes yeah, so you used the yeah. word it yeah so you used the word intelligent so as you can see on this graphic now if Telemans was by Porro Watkins DRB McGinn Kamara and Louise you can see that there will be a spare man floating around but when you use the word intelligent the first thing I thought of was John McGinn and I thought of, of Telemans and I obviously thought of Louise as well. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is it's about them following the plan and being intelligent. But what also that they both can do and what we've started to see, especially from Telemans on international duty and with Villa as well, is they can cover a lot of ground. Like John McGinn can cover so much ground there so if he has to sort of be in that space there to sort of cover off, I don't know, Ben Tancor or, or get to buy a Hoiberg, he can cover that ground so quickly. And I think that's one trait that, that we've got going for us in this game as well is midfielders that cover ground. And I think sometimes that can get overlooked as well. So, you know, it, in this system, it's all about Villa doing things really well. It's about, you know, Watkins cutting off passing lanes. So with both of these players cutting off passing lanes to, to stop them from getting the balls into the areas that, that they want to do as well. So I really think, for me, if I'm thinking about this game, it's about intelligent pressing. And 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 that's the, the one thing that I want to pick up on. But, you know, like we say, like if you're saying that Adoja is going to go forward, Poro is going to go forward, there's plenty of space to us, for us to exploit, whether it's the RB, whether it's Watkins. Maybe if they are attacking us and they've overcommitted somewhat, you know, there's space for us to run into. You know, they are going to play with, with a high line. You know, that high line sits, you know, around that sort of area. So, you know, if that line is really high, then, you know, we can break and go into those areas. So I think it's going to be like a real big, Tactical battle. It's something that I'm I'm really looking forward to. And and there's a player in my head that I think he's gonna be the game changer. And he's a player that's not in the starting lineup, and it's gonna be Leon Bailey. I think he's the man that can, can come on and potentially do serious damage in this game. So yeah, looking forward to it. And I think um just going back to that, just put that graphic back up again. The um <laughs> 
Can you it's all it? over the Did show it? at the minute. I know, yeah. <laughs> put, 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 the, put them roughly back to where they were at the start, like Telemans on the left and then McGinn on the right. Oh, hold on. Then let, think, me, let, let me. I think a me key. Yeah, go on. I'll talk while you're doing it. A key, a key right. for me is if they do. If they do stick to their, their their sort of mo and they do push Poro and 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 Ugodi, Ugodi is it um, in, then I think what we might see is, is either McGinn or Telemans, maybe even staying a bit higher up the pitch. So if the yeah. ball's out mm. on the right, you might see McGinn tucking in to help out Louise and and, and Kamara with say a Hoyberg, like you just said, he might find himself in a little bit of space. But what we might see is a Telemans then staying a bit further forward and making almost a front three because then you've got there, like you've exactly there, you've got that that all that area there for him to play. And all of a sudden, Eric Dyer's got a problem there, isn't he? Saar's got mm-hmm. a problem. Because as much as they're trying to attack us, what do they do? Do they think, does he have a look over his shoulder and think, Christ, Porro's gone past me here, but Telemans hasn't gone with him because we've got cover here. Because if Louise goes over to Porro, Kamara goes over to Hulberg, and McGinn uses his intelligence and sits in, then we're almost match, you know, like for like in the midfield. So we have all of a sudden there's no overload, is there? They haven't got a man over, and all of a sudden they've got Telemans with space, and then you got a two on one with Dyer with Watkins and Telemans, and conversely, it can go the other way. Telemans can sit in with Louise and Kamara, and McGinn could just sit further forward, which almost stops their fullbacks from going forward, doesn't it? So there's so many ways to to try and do it, which which I think comes back to our initial point is. Do Spurs, and this is the biggest question I think on Saturday, Sunday, do they stick to this way of playing or do they tweak it for us because they're worried about us? I, I think, think it's I think it's going to be who's most committed there. I, I see four positions there. I see our two fullbacks and their two fullbacks. And it's like, mm. who's going to commit? Is Luca D going to go ahead and go and put pressure on and leave the space in behind? You know, who's going to be the bravest, I think? But I think but the yeah, like you say, when their them... fullbacks move up, Sorry, right. there'll be space to, to counter them with McGinn and Tillemans and, and the presence of Watkins at the RB yeah. is going to be frightening. Frightening. M- massive. The difference between the way we play and the way they play is when we commit one of our full, one of our uh, fullbacks forward, then you naturally get Kamara sitting in to make up the numbers at the back. They don't yeah. do that, do they? They commit the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. And leave two at the back, and it's my, my it's personal fine, my personal feeling is I don't think we'll commit our fullbacks as much as what we what we've seen. No. I don't think I think they will stay stay semi like, yeah. in our own half it's, with Louise totally and Kamara giving it a bit more of a midfield and let the front Which, four hurt. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. what I said. The, the Tielemans yeah. and the McGinn could really be. If they do overcommit, they're the two either side that can really cause damage. Yeah. And like Luke and says, like, like, like Bailey can come bench, on and Bailey get, get the, off the get, bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bailey will get the third and the fourth. Maybe that's the it then. <laughs> the game. See you later. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the the big thing for Spurs is can they keep functioning how they want to keep functioning with the players that they've got? No, and that's yeah. that's the question mark. You know, they can't. Can he, they? He's at, it's, it's, He's, ask, he's asking a lot of some of these players, especially on the defending side of things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably going to be where they fall short in this game because we're going to win. <laughs> yeah, but it comes that comes down to quality of squad then, what we've talked about, yeah. about where do we go? How do we improve? Our first 11 is, is quality and we've got a few, a handful of players off the bench. Um, once everyone's fully fit, we'll have quite a few players that actually are like for like. 
Spurs don't seem to have that at the moment. They've got a good first eleven, but but they're three or four players missing in key areas, and they haven't got the quality of player to come in. So so that's when you like you say, does does a manager have to change his way of playing to to, to sort of feed those players in? Doesn't it? It's 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 so interesting. Yeah, it feels like they're a transfer window or maybe two transfer windows behind us in our yeah. evolution compared to theirs. You know, they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're, only, quickly they're only 12 games into to their to their new management and their their new philosophy and giving them an identity for, for years. Tottenham, yeah, they just haven't had an identity, have they? And now they have. Um, but yeah, it does feel like we are better positioned at this moment in time. Yes, right. So finally... Go on. I was just going to say, I think we're quickly getting to the point when I think you and I will have to just have a break soon. Just play these videos for the lads. <laughs> be able to chill, mate. Be on the sunbed with his missus again. Have a break. Oh, no, just watch that. Just watch that and then you'll know what to do suddenly. So I mean, when he was watching Milwaukee, he had his feet up because he knew we'd be cracking on. <laughs> we've got you covered. We've got you covered, Uno. <laughs> right. So on our YouTube community page, I asked... Uh, the fans, the Villa fans that watch us, three words on how you are feeling about this game. Now, some followed the brief, some didn't. So, <laughs> unfortunately, the ones that didn't follow the brief, I'm not going to read them out. So, we're going to run, run through a few uh, and we'll see what we've got then. So, we've got uh, let's do this, ruthless, smash them, maintain the momentum. Uh, we've got please don't lose. Perth, oh, we've got, okay. No, look at this one here. So Lee Robbins has put perfect time to play them all in one word. He's got, he's got creative there, isn't he? Yes. So technically, it kind of is a word, but it's not a word. Uh, confident and excited, buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Busting Unai, bring it on. Uh, still early days, must not lose. We'll overtake you. Let's win nice. away. P please score first. To the top, yeah. three points incoming, another three points, going to smash them. Uh, let's have a look at some more. Tough playing away. Um, show you belong. Glad Madison's out in the back. Three points, please. Easy three points. Destroy those reserves. Uh, McGinn, <laughs> McGinn butt roll. 2-1 um, Villa, 2-0 Villa. Uh, Spurs are overrated. And still early days, and Villa three 0 So, thank you, everyone who has shared your thoughts and uh, made us laugh on this episode. Anyway, so cheers for that. Um, so next up, we are going to have on the channel the opposition preview, which you guys at home seem to be really enjoying. They've they've gone down really well this season. A lot of you are sort of liking that. Um, I'm just thinking about the last one when his light kept going off. <laughs> oh, no, my God. <laughs> he was a lovely guy, but his lights kept going off. And I was like, what's going on, man? Poltergeist. Um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, that was the last one. So. Um, yeah, so we've got the opposition preview, we'll have the press conference, we'll have the score predictions, and then we'll have content on Sunday um, of, you know, our reaction to the game as well. So, Ryan, we didn't get your score prediction yesterday. Justin showing off his top with the, the uh, new sponsor on as well that he's had done. Do you want to give it a plug, Justin, who's done that for you? Yeah, Super TK. 
there's the man to go to for all your printing needs. No, he's done a good job to fit. Really nice. Really nice. I can hold it up straight. Yeah. Mm, looks very good. Yeah. Very nice indeed. Well done, TK. And uh, Ryan, score prediction then. Oh, I'm going to be a bit wild this week. I'm going to go oh, Tottenham, Tottenham 2, Aston Villa 4. Oh. <laughs> I remember one of them years ago, wasn't that a Dion Dublin hat trick that happened? Four oh, it was, wasn't it? The Alan and, uh, Wright score as well. Alan Wright's Alan Wright scorcher. Yeah, top corner. yeah it, was. it was. We had a 4 4 there as well, wasn't it? Was it 4 0 up or 4 1 up? Gareth Barry, wasn't it? That, that year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was their birthday, wasn't it? It was all singing yeah. happy birthday to them and then they, they come back. That was Gareth Bale, wasn't it? Was it Gareth Bale? <laughs> but yeah, I'm fi- uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel goals, man. I can, I can feel goals. So, uh, oh, I think yeah. there's um, there's definitely going to be goals in this. I mean, Spurs don't set up to play, not to score goals, do they? So no, uh, no. I, th- I think that there are. You are right. I think there are going to be um, a lot of goals in this. So thanks everyone who's watched. If you are new and you haven't subscribed, it helps us out massively. If you do, if you haven't got. Google account, make one, subscribe, and then you can comment. You can get involved. I've started to try and involve the community tab a little bit more on, on some of the episodes. So, you know, it's a reason to subscribe and I'll mention your comments on there. So, um, yeah, cheers, everybody. Up the villa. Up the villa.